0: Hello, hello, hello and welcome to the Index Talking Tactics Podcast. I'm your host Leroy Ma and today we'll be taking a break from Liverpool, bet not completely. We've seen the first half of the season go by, so we already know more or less how the Rates have fared against the different teams in the Premier League so far. Ultimately, the goal is to secure a top 4 finish in the league, to secure Champions League football for next season and I guess ultimately to boost our credentials for future signings, especially for the summer. To do that, I thought it would be a great idea to go a little bit more in-depth on fellow top 4 or top 6 teams in the league, to see how their team is doing tactically, to see what they may excel in or what they may be lacking in, to see if there are any overlaps with Liverpool squad so far and overall, just to have a better idea of how other teams are operating and how they may look to operate moving forward. We'll be starting today with the team that made arguably the biggest move of the January transfer window of 2018. It's probably Manchester United, and to help me with that, I'm delighted to introduce Ryan Quinn, probably one of the biggest finds and one of the best finds on Twitter for me in recent times. This is a brilliant follow if you want to read all about tactics and analysis and things like that as a whole. Ryan, it took me a while, it took a little bit of convincing, but ultimately, very, very happy that you're on here and great to have you on for sure. How are you doing?
1: I'm very good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, it's been a while. Um, you finally got me on.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it took me a couple of months of convincing, you know, helping you to get set up, doing a few sound checks here and there, but great to have you on, you know. So you were actually the one who sparked this idea for me to try and analyse other teams who will probably occupy the top four spot come May. But we'll get into that exact moment a bit later on. You know, for now, i just like to, to give you the chance to talk about how United play because, let's face it, you know, there's a fine margin for the grey area of opinions here. You're either fully against United's play style which is typically dubbed as, you know, parking the bus, or you're fully in favour of it, you know, especially if you're a United fan, typically dubbing it as playing to your opponent's weaknesses, rather. So, you know, perhaps this is a good time to get your thoughts on this, considering that you're one of the more sound United fans out there and you see things from a more objective point of view from, from what I'm reading so far on Twitter and things like that. So, you know, on United's regular play style and tactics here and there, you know, which, con- which, which players do you think contribute to... to- to that certain play style that Mourinho tries to deploy week after week? And you know, do you think the claims of United being a bit too passive or playing anti-football, do you think those are valid? I'll give you some free rein on this one.
1: Well, thank you. Um, you having said, there's almost a contrast between perceptions of Mourinho's tactics. Um, I'm very much in the middle. Sometimes I feel in certain games, Mourinho has adapted his tactics to match the opposition or to outwit the opposition, which I've genuinely rated. And in certain big games there's been decisions made, especially as Tottenham yesterday, for example. Um, if you take the fact that they both played what could be considered a four, two, three, one formation, mm. Tottenham benefited from that. I think it was hard for United to build in the back. Um and the fact that simply the four two three one on United's behalf has been criticised throughout the season just simply for Pogba being too deep and there simply being a lack of chances for Pogba to move forward in certain games. Should it really have been used against a side that presses so well, against a side that if they pressed well, Pogba would be forced deep? It's almost self. It was almost self-explanatory for me. However, the perception that Mourinho's tactics can work excellently, if you take the Arsenal game, and that was made through the use of Lingard in a central role behind Lukaku and Martial, it allowed Lingard to press the centre-backs alongside Lukaku and Martial, well, I picked up how United have used three formations this season uh, more than once. Um, and that's obviously the aforementioned 4, four 2 three, one, and 3 war one 2 And they've also used a 4 three, three. And that, for me, is the way forward. Um, and that's because Pogba is playing in his preferred role on the left side of a midfield trident. And that was shown perfectly against Everton. United were excellent in the second half Pogba run, made so many excellent runs he combined well with Pogba I mean sorry yep. Lingard and uh, mm. it, it it just resulted in an excellent win for United and it was arguably their best performance of the season so far in my opinion just simply because of how refreshing it was to see United play 4-3-3 this season
0: yeah it seems it seems like you know, at least from, from an outsider's point of view it seems like you know, whether you rock with a, a double pivot in, in a four-two-three-one or whether you go with a one-two midfield in a four-three-three, three, it seems like everything has been centered around Pogba and, and trying to, you know, I, I guess unlock the potential there. you know. I, I think he's been pretty uh you could you could say underrated by by some folks, but you know some people are still overrate him a lot. I think I again I'm a bit more in the middle. I think he he definitely has his perks there. He has a certain skill set and you know his one of the more complete midfielders, especially at his time in Juventus on both ends of the pitch he's able to add something to the team, so that makes him one of the more complete midfielders today. But it seems like this United team, whether it's crutch to him or whether they're they are, you know trying still trying to find that that midfield balance or, or I guess that mix of skill sets to to unlock his potential, I think that's gonna be the, the big question mark so far. But you know, you mentioned a little bit about Lingard here and there. You know, do you think there are any particular players that that really help Mourinho to to, to play a certain way or do you think you know, it's just more his tactics, and and the players are just following what he's you know orchestrating on the pitch.
1: I would say it's a mix of both. Um, I don't think personally that Mourinho has a squad in in entirety capable of fulfilling his tactical needs if, per se. But mm-hmm. um, regarding Lingard, I think he is an example of how one player can truly benefit Mourinho's game plans. Um, he is United's most almost unorthodox player he was very 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 impressive centrally when he has played centrally um yep. and i think he his, he's not the most technically gifted player but his off-the-ball movement his work rate his ability to link up with players and his positioning is also what has allowed Mourinho to play him in an attacking midfield role? If you take Pogba and play him as a ten, it wouldn't work. Pogba would always be isolated. It'd be easy to mark Pogba, and it would rest- it would almost frustrate Pogba. And that's one of the reasons why, if I go back to Pogba in the four two three one, it it shouldn't be. They don't bode well. If you take Pogba against Burnley and against Spurs, he was very frustrated. He was forced to take shots from different angles and angles where he shouldn't have really taken shots and he shouldn't played the pass um, and it just means that if Pogba doesn't play well United don't play well if that's yep. heavy reliance on Pogba that may be a bad thing but if your best player is played in a position where he's not going to do effectively then why if United shouldn't play Pogba in a 4-2-3-1 it, 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 it just it goes down to that
0: yeah, I I guess, I guess that makes sense. You know, when you look at this United squad, definitely filled with a lot of you know high level, high caliber players. You know, like like they hear like you know to an extent, Eric Bailly or or you could say Lukaku even or an elite striker on his day. But ultimately, when you look at it on paper and you remove all the context, you can see that Pogba is definitely the the main focal point there. And, you know, you, you, you it makes a lot of sense that you know if Pogba gets isolated, whether it's force of his own or whether it's you know opponents marking him out and isolating him from the rest of the team and the build-up, then United sort of crumble there, you know, you don't really expect someone like Rashford or or, or Martial to really, uh, you know, change the game for, for United that much, you know, maybe Mata could do that, but apart from that, not many playmakers per se on the team, and I think when you look at Mourinho, again, he likes to go for certain players, but I feel like he's, A good enough tactician that he's able to to make the most of what what he has, and you know for the most part what he has has been really really outstanding players. But now at United it seems like you know there there are times where he's trying to shoehorn players into certain positions and and try to get the most out of them. Like for example Ashley Young in a fullback spot, you know Valencia somehow found his way at right back and somehow excelled in it. You know we are seeing Fellaini sometimes coming in for certain games or or certain periods of games. So it it seems like. There are, there are certain areas where United definitely falter on, and we'll get into that a little bit after that. But, you know, again, I feel like United really do have a number of great players with a reasonably good supporting cast. So, you know, to have Lukaku, Ibrahimovic, and Rashford, you know, and now especially with Alexis Sanchez as a false line option for, for you guys. Very, very stacked in the, in the attacking front. You know, that's not even including players like Martial, Lingard, and Mata in those attacking roles. Your midfield has two out of Pogba, Matic, and Herrera. Sometimes with all three of them in midfield as well, so that's a very very stacked team if you look at it, and especially in centre back you have four pretty decent to really good centre backs, you know, depending on how you rate them. And I guess on the outlook, it seems like from a third party point of view, your team is pretty much set and done. You know, squad depth wise, yes, it it seems that 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 seems really sad as well. But you know, as I read more of your thoughts on Twitter, it seems like United may still be missing or lacking three or four players or types of players, so perhaps uh, I'll let you lay it out any thoughts on, on what might be missing from this United side.
1: Well, you've noted on
0: United's depth
1: in an offensive mindset. Um, United have a great array of forward players, Sanchez, Ibrahimović, Lukaku, Martial Rashford, now Lingard, um, who's playing in a more forward role, you could say. Um, but it, what truly really matters is if they are played in a way to suit the team. Um, you shouldn't simply play Martial on the right side to play Martial. Um, it annoyed me that Martial was put on the right side against Spurs. Um, if you're going to play Martial in a position where he's not going to play well, then what's the point of playing him? Um, that's, so that's the problem that United have had since, since Mourinho has arrived. What is the best team? What is the best suit? Yeah. Uh, um, It's great to have tactical versatility. And Mourinho, as you've said rightly, is a good, a very good tactician and a tactician who would understand where to play players and where to play players to suit his tactics. But I think it's a case of trying to find the right formation and the right way to play players is the key. And you've noted on maybe three or four signings that need to be made in the next transfer window. Um, and I would bring in an extra midfielder more than anything. I think that. As you've also said, United like a playmaker. United have recently been linked with Jorginho of Napoli in Serie A, a player that I rate very highly. Um, and I think that, that would also allow the four-three-three. Again, Matic would be pushed forward. I think that Matic, some people have questioned Matic as a lone defensive midfielder. Matic had always done well in the 4 one with Chelsea under Mourinho. And again, in a 3-4-3 alongside Kante last season for Chelsea and Mconte. Um So, playing Matic on either the right or left side of a 4-3-3 may be very good. Jorginho would certainly alone improve United's build-up from the back. And it would also allow Pogba to play on the left side as he has done in sporadically for United and a lot for Juventus. And he was excellent for Juventus alongside Vidal and Perlo.
0: If, if I can in here a little bit. You know, it seems like... For United's midfield, it seems like what you guys need is just a, a, a specialist in either the defensive end or, or, or the attacking end. You know, it seems like for, for Liverpool, if I can get into that a little bit, we, we, we seem to be going on, uh, more box to box, more versatile midfielders. You know, when you look at our, our side, now, you know, Emre Chan, James Milner, Jordan Henderson and, and Ginny Maenadam, all not really specialized in one particular position, but they all are able to, to occupy different spots in midfield. So so that seems to be the way that that Jurgen Klopp wants to wants to go with it. But for you guys, it seems like you already have a set template, and that's you know part and parcel. When when you have someone like Paul Pogba who needs certain players or who needs to be put in a certain role or a position, I guess on the pitch, the the extent that you guys can can be a bit more creative or or I guess be a, a, a bit more free in terms of your players that you want to target. It seems like it it, it is a little bit crutched by by having Paul Pogba back there. And I think you know either having a specialist in defence. Like you said, maybe a a a Jorginho type kind player, or you know, someone who's able to you know break down attacks, but at the same time be able to to play out from the back and help out with build up. It seems like he seems to be the one of the uh, the perfect players there. You know, pushing Matisse a little bit higher, or the other I guess the other way would probably be to you know force Martis to be a specialized defensive midfielder type of player and having a a playmaker above him alongside Pogba. Do you think that's probably the case?
1: Well, I think that um specialist players who require to play in certain positions or need players around them like Pogba. But it's almost contradicted by how Pogba people don't know what, what Pogba's best role is um, unless he plays in the 4 three, three. See, but that isn't a specialist role. That's just playing in a certain area of the pitch and being allowed freedom. But I like how you noted on Liverpool having midfielders, i.e. Chan, Alden Henderson who aren't specialist players and they can occupy different roles and that's something that perhaps United need I'm not sure if Matic I don't know where Matic would be best suited in a 4-3-3 would he be suited as a lone DM but then again as I just mentioned prior he didn't he's never he didn't he never really played there for Chelsea um so it's a case of having to experiment and I think that um Regardless, of an extra midfielder is needed. United needs, I've stated this so many times online on Twitter. United need to play a 4 3 3. Pogba is the fulcrum. And I think it just about, I think it, it really just goes that it is as simple as if Pogba plays well, United play well. That's what, that is the trend that I've seen when Pogba has played well. Um, and when Pogba hasn't played well, or hasn't featured, United haven't played as well. Um, it may seem very simplistic case of um, me saying that, but it, I, I really think that is the case. Answer
0: that question. And I guess currently with the with the midfield that you're, you're going with now, in the 4-3-3, right, so it seems like Matic is the deepest midfielder to try and link up play and, and I guess try to, to find those long passes to get out of presses, as well as be a bit more of that defensive midfielder type of player. Yeah, and and Paul Pogba definitely you want him to be a bit more creative, a bit more free, you know, play as the number ten but not really being the the number ten per se. If that makes sense, and yeah, you know, so, I I guess the, the other midfield spot seems to be the big enigma. That you know, do you play Herrera, who's a bit more of a box to box type player, but at the same time he's not really that creative or or that great on the creative end. At the same I, time, not I... not really a good destroyer. Yeah, go ahead.
1: If I may jump in, you asked a question about players that really suited Mourinho's tactics. Um, and last season it was obviously Herrera, and that Herrera was arguably United's player of the season last season. Um, and alongside Carrick and Pogba, when United did play a full 3 3 it was very, it, he was very effective. Um, and he, for example, he, I don't, I can't remember if it was a 4-3-3 or not. It's bad on my behalf, but when United beat Chelsea at home last season, 2-0, that was arguably United's nice performance of the season, and some people um, thought that Herrera marked Hazard excellently, and he he enabled Pogba, and he I mean he complimented Pogba and Carrick very well. Now, had United done that against Tottenham, whose press was excellent yesterday, they may have been easier to evade the press. United were struggling to build from the back. If Mattis was say central, uh, not on the left side of a pivot, if he was a lone pivot, I think it would have been easier to, t- to connect to the centre-backs and I think he would have had opening of the pitch um, and it would have made the Pogba was playing forward, Pogba would have be able to make runs, He wouldn't be as deep, it wouldn't have been as easy to force Pogba back. So having to play the 4-3-3, three, three, if we did, if United did play a 4-3-3 against Spurs, I think it would have been firstly easier to break down Spurs' press and also to create chances. United struggled to do both yesterday. Spurs capitalised on United's I would say poor decision to play 4-2-3-1 should Sanchez have played centrally if you were going to relieve Sanchez of defensive duty of sticking to the same position would it have been smarter to play Sanchez centrally and play Lingard on the left side and perhaps play somebody else ahead of Martial, play Rashford on the right side. Rashford played on the right side before, though he plays the left. I mean, so you have Sanchez, Rashford and Martial who all prefer the left side. That's a conundrum that is going to have for the rest of this season, whom to play where. And you have all of these attacking players, but what really makes them effective is playing them where either A, they need to play or B, where they should play. And that, that will need to be Mourinho's next target to decide on the best formation to play.
0: Yeah, I know I'm I'm gonna latch onto that as a segue. But just before we hand to that, you know, again, it goes back to having a I you could say a, a Carrick type player in midfield. And I think you know you mentioned last season how uh, before you guys got Matisse, you actually went with Carrick at the deepest uh midfield spot. I think that suits someone like Herrera a bit better because you know he can use his box to box traits to to try and cover for Carrick a little bit. And it seems like your your midfield last season was very very similar to. To our midfield in, in the 13-14 season, you know, we had Steven Gerard deeper in, in midfield trying to pull the strings deeper down the pitch, similar to what Kerry did for you guys. Well, we had Jordan Henderson in that box-to-box show trying to cover and, 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 be the legs for, for Gerard. I think that is something that Herrera has, you know, did for you guys as well. And then having a, a, a playmaker type of, of midfielder in, in Paul Pogba, you know, sort of mirroring what Coutinho did for us. And I think, you know, there are some similarities there. And I think, you know, now when you have Matic was... Not only just a playmaker, or, or not not really a playmaker, but you know more like someone who's able to pull strings from from deeper down the pitch, and also you know being defensively competent as well, it it makes it seem like like Herrera's uh, role is a little bit redundant now. You know being that that runner in, in in the team, he's not really adding too much when you think about it. So you know again, as you said, maybe having a special list sort of player in in that midfield spot, whether it's the deepest one or or having a more creative player in 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 the two in the trident, I think that would probably suit you guys better. But I'm gonna let's on back to the to the segue you mentioned earlier about having someone probably on the right or, or probably having someone who's more of a versatile winger. Maybe you like to get into that a little bit. Oh well, um, United
1: were linked with quite a few players, um, in the January window. Um, before signing Sanchez, Mares, Malcolm, um, we were also linked with. If I remember correctly, uh, Luke, oh yes, Lucas Moura, who's now signed for Tottenham. Mm. Um, I think the right side, because United, United have had a problem on the right side this season. I think Matter has played on the right side more commonly this season, and he is not a winger. He should not be on the right side. If Matter does play in a 4 2 three, one he needs to play as a 10. But yeah. I don't think that Matter is a Mourinho attacking midfielder in the, in the slightest. He doesn't, he, I mean, his work rate off the ball, has improved under Mourinho but it's not what Mourinho would want from an attack from this builder. I think a right-sided player was needed put A more conven- I mean United lacked uh, I mean since it, Ever when Valencia didn't play if Lindelof played at right back for example United struggled to build from the right side um, and it meant that crosses weren't coming it was always as if the left side was dependent United were dependent on the left side for wide play for crosses, and United. Uh, th- that bounces onto to the point that United also need a new right-back to either cover for or replace Valencia. Now, do United sign a new right-back, or do United allow the like of Posi Mensa or Tuanzebi to come in and have a chance?
0: Yeah, so I guess when it comes to, you know, I'll, I'll just break that down a little bit piece by piece, so the first part of Mata being on on the right side for the most part for United this season, yeah, you know, I I can see that he's not really the the Mourinho type of attacking me, field, as you say. I think I'm trying to think of of comparisons for John Mata, and it seems like he resembles a little bit of an Andre Schurrle type of player when you think about it. You know, Andre Schurrle under Mourinho at Chelsea. I think when 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 you think about it, you know, Andre Schurrle really more or less just playing as a number 10 and, you know, only recently he's moved a little bit into the false line at times for Dortmund. But for the most part, he's just a, a clear-cut number 10 and, and sometimes he plays on the right. That sort of resembles Juan Mata to me a little bit. And, you know, if Andre Scheller didn't, uh, you know, I, I, I guess didn't really satisfy someone like Mourinho, then probably Juan Mata for the long term, you know, may not be the right player for Mourinho. And that's why he went for someone like Alexis Sanchez trying to, to slot him in on the right side. And when you think about it, maybe what United need is someone who's able to play on either wing, so that United can be a little bit more versatile in terms of how they set up. So, as you said, you know, you list out, uh, I, I guess a bunch of players, and even in the summer, you're going for someone like Perisic, and you know, you've already mentioned to me in the past that Perisic would have been perfect for for a and especially for what he wants to do now. You know just having that out-and-out winger who's able to stretch the play a little bit. I think having too many players clog up the central uh, areas may also hamper someone like Paul Pogba to excel. So. You know, I, I I think going for a winger is definitely a, a pretty good move for United moving forward. Although you already have the likes of Lingard, Martial, Rashford, who can play on the wide areas at times, and, and Alexis Sanchez now to come in. You know, even though you have four pretty decent players there, or, or should I say decent to good players there, I think you know having someone who is just uh, an out-and-out winger, able to stretch the defence, you know, be really, really good in those one-on-one situations, that can help someone like Lukaku actually as well, you know, just be a, a, a bit more of a poacher or, or maybe to latch on to crosses. You know, allow for Paul Pogba to latch on or, or at least stay a bit outside the box and, and try to be that layoff option for that winger. A, a, a couple of good ideas there. And I think, you know, going back to the last point you mentioned about fullbacks, I think that's something that we can discuss as well. So, weird mix of fullbacks if you think about it. you know, if, if you look at that United side, you know, Darmian is, is one of the main fullbacks there, but at times we've seen him play at centre-back in the back three. We've seen him play on either fullback spot and, and not really seeing what he did in, in the past in Italy. But, you know, your only real natural fullback is Luke Shaw. And again, for some reason, Mourinho sometimes opts to, to, to leave him out of the side. And now you're using more or less, you know, wingers who are, or, or should I say has been wingers who are, you know, now playing their trade at fullback with Ashley Young and Antonio Valencia. I bet Valencia has been pretty good at at right-back, but I think for the long term, that's not ideal. So, full-back spots, do you think you'll probably need more of a left-back to come in, or do you think a right-back will be more important for now if you had to pick one? Right-back, because
1: I think Shaw is still an excellent choice. He's had injury problems, and he's been in and out of the side um, but he, as you have stated, is a natural fullback. He is very good at getting forward. As you just noted, there's a trend at which wingers who are now fullbacks and playing almost either wingers or strikers now wingers, i.e. Rashford, Martial, in wide positions, and it shows that Mourinho wants players to adapt to his to his way of playing. Um, but it's it, that's what has, that's what I have questioned this season. Matter. I, I just, I really don't like to see matter on the right side. And, um, I think that though Valencia has made an excellent transition from right winger to right back, I think that Valencia's age now, Valencia turns 33 this year. And it leads me to conclude on whether a renewed right back is needed. I think Shaw is only 22, 23. I think that Fosu Mensa, well, has been very good for Crystal Palace. Um, and he, well, for example, when Manchester City played Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park, Fosu Mensah did a very good job on uh, Leroy Sane. Fosu Mensah would be a good option as backup from Valencia. And then eventually, after being given more opportunities and as Valencia ages uh, to replace Valencia, I think Valencia would be very good in terms of um, learning from Valencia in a way for Fosu Mensa. Um Because, I mean, when... Posthumens who was first brought into the side under Van Hall, he was he was very good, and I think that um, if you're not going to play wingers who can stretch your position, who can stretch, who can open up the pitch and make runs and play crosses in, you're going to need fullbacks that can do that, and I mean natural fullbacks. I think that Posthumens um, could and Shaw could do that in in the long term, uh, and just a note. Fosimenza can also play in midfield. I think he's a very Mourinho style player because he can play in the various roles. And I think he would also suit at 4-2-3-1, ironically. So, um, I think it's just a case of signing a new, adding a new right back rather than a left back. But United have been linked with a few left backs. United were linked with Emerson, I think, uh, who's recently signed for Chelsea. I think United have been linked with quite a few full backs. Semedo, who signed for Barcelona. And they were linked, they were linked with Mendy last season, who signed for Manchester City and was unfortunately injured. I would prioritise a right back over a left back for the time being because width has been in question for United this season and the use of it in in many games.
0: Yeah, and it seems like the the way that you guys are set up, you know, having Martial on the left or, or whether it's Alexis Sanchez on the on the left or. Uh, Alexis Sanchez can be on the right as well, or or Yon Mata. It seems like everyone is converging into the middle, especially if Lukaku there to try and occupy some defenders. It does make sense to have uh, you know wide forwards who are good at cutting in and and trying to 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 be a goal threat from from the half spaces. And it's really really important for for the full backs to really push up and you know, provide that natural width and and try to stretch the defense a little bit. You know, make sure that they at least have one player who's. Sticking by the touchline to try and mark these fullbacks. I think that's really similar to what Liverpool do now. You know, we had, or I said, or should I say, we had Coutinho who was on the left and cutting infield, and that's what made, you know, having someone like Moreno so important. You know, just to to go up the pitch, you know, just, just be confident that your midfielders can help you to cover in case they go on a very quick con- uh, counter attack. Just make sure that all you do is you go really really wide. Make sure that one of their right backs or their right wingers who drop drop back to defend. Make sure they go all the way to the touchline to try and mark you out, to try and stretch the defence a little bit. That's really important. And I think trying to transition over to, to some comparisons to Liverpool a little bit. I, I think what we need as well is probably a a more experienced right-back. I think for the long term, we want to see someone like Joe Gomez move from right-back to centre-back and then having Trent Alexander-Arnold just learning from a more experienced right-back uh in, in that position and, and, and just let him you know, slowly bed into the team. I think right now, if Joe Gomez got injured, for example then we are rather putting all our eggs in, into the Trent and Leiton down the basket, and that might be a little bit risky for us. So probably going for a right back is really, really important. At left back, we are pretty much stacked with, with Moreno and, and Robertson, and at times, you can even deploy James Muner there. We've seen Joe Gomez going there for one game as well this season. So we are really stacked at left back, but at right back, we are pretty, uh, pretty thin on the ice there, you could say. And I think when we talk about the midfield roles, again, I, I highlighted this a little bit earlier, but... For you guys, it seems like you guys need a, a really specialised or, or a really specific type of player to, to make sure that that midfield gels.
1: If I may I mean, add, Liverpool made, against Huddersfield, they made very, very good use of uh, width. In contrast to against Swansea, um, I noticed it, I watched the uh, match and prior to the game, the uh, BT Sport analysed how Liverpool, uh, the average positioning against Swansea, and it was very, very narrow um the wingers and the central midfielders were almost congested and Robertson and Joe Gomez were alone wide but i think Salah and Mane moved wide but they were much more peripheral against Huddersfield and it worked really really well and i think that um Robertson in particular is is very good at left back i think that um he complements Mane well He allows Mane to move inside as does Gomez for uh, Salah because they push up really high. And I think Robertson is actually one of the best crossers in the league. So you have a good, you have a very good left back in Robertson.
0: Yeah. And I guess, you know, Robertson just being really good at crossing that matches someone like Mane who likes to cut into and and work those half spaces as well. Now moving on to midfield a little bit, I think there are some, some comparisons here for us. You know whether we go with a four-two-three-one or whether we go with a four-four-two or or four-three-three in the future, we we still don't know this answer yet. But it seems like the the, the signs are telling us we're moving into a more four four-two type of formation, and you know having Kiter coming in seems to be a, a a bit of a signal to that. And when you look at the rest of our players, as I mentioned earlier, the likes of Genie and the likes of Amr Khan, they excel in being in that double pivot. So I I think you know while you guys are looking for very specific skill sets. It seems like for us we're looking at very versatile or or you know very two way players you know able to contribute at both ends of the pitch and and just able to bring up the ball and and, and help with the initial build up play that allows for Salah and Mane to not have to drop back so deep you know let them use their their energy for for the final third areas you know just making those sprints into the box and and, and trying to latch on to the ends of two balls I think that's probably our, our our goal moving forward but I I think one thing you guys uh probably have over us is that you have a a clear The cut striker, you know, in Lukaku, there are pros and cons with that. You guys know exactly what you're going to get out of him, but at the same time, I think opponents also know what to get out of him. And
1: Oh, sorry, if I may add, I think the differences in striker uh, when comparing Lukaku and Roberto Firmino, Roberto Firmino suits Klopp's statics perfectly, as shown Mm. against Manchester City. Excellent at dropping into space to allow Mane and Salah to move ahead of him. And I think that's kind of benefited by Salah. I mean, Salah is... The archetypal goal scoring wide player. He's by no means an out and out winger, but he plays wide and he stretches the opposition and he makes up for the movement of Firmino into deeper areas. And I also think that the, the front line of Mane, Firmino and Salah, uh, it's almost very continuative. They press in unison. And when you take into consideration the game against Manchester City, the Fernandinho would drop in and, but then the Vinaldum and Chamberlain would move up and it made the game difficult for Fernandinho to bring De Bruyne into play and Liverpool's press, especially from the two mentioned midfielders Cham- Chamberlain and Wijnaldum and the front line was very, very, very good. I could explain that in more detail but um, I just wanted to summarise how Firmino and Lukaku's stylistic style differences um, does not mean that Firmino is no worse player. He may score. I mean, he scored in double figures as well, and yep. in all competitions. And he, he, he for me is almost what Lingard is to Mourinho, and what Firmino is to what Lingard is to Mourinho. Uh, very important. If you were to say, I'm not saying it would happen. There's been no hearing of it, but if for that Firmino was to move on from Liverpool, it would be hard to replace the qualities mm. that Firmino offers, and also. Is Chan reportedly moving to Juventus? Would Liverpool need to make another midfield signing to make up for the loss of Chan?
0: Yeah, for sure. I I, I think while Keita is really, really good and, 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 and all that, I think what, when every Chan moves, we definitely need to find someone who's able to partner Keita really well. You know, At the, at the, at the moment, I don't really see Henderson or Milner being the, the, the quote unquote perfect partner for Keita, or at least I, I think we have the capacity to, to improve on that and find a. You you could say find a partner for Kita who's on Kita's level as well. So I think that's something that we can you not know, we we should definitely go for. But you no know, going back to the striking options a little bit, I think what the Liverpool fans sort of were looking for in this I I guess in this transfer window was someone to you know come in and 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 be a better second option in the striking department than you know someone like Danny Ings or Dominic Solanke. Chelsea were going for Edin Jacko and, and that's someone that I would definitely go for as well. You know, Edin Dzeko already has, has that chemistry, has that understanding with, with Salah and we know that they both can, can play really well together and having him come to Liverpool, it doesn't mean that he replaces Roberto Firmino so I guess in certain games you can go with Edin Dzeko up top, having Firmino just play off his shoulder and then having Mane and, and and Salah also playing off his shoulder but on wider areas so I think that's something that we were looking for you know, probably someone who's a bit more of a, of a constant in the team if that makes sense but for you guys, you already have that concern in Lukaku. Do you think maybe you'll be looking for a more versatile striker rather than a Lukaku or, or Ibrahimovic, you know, while they are both elite in their own ways? You know, I think for the most part, they, they can sort of predict the, the, the style that they will play in, especially under Mourinho, right? So do you think maybe a more versatile player would be better for you guys? Any thoughts on this?
1: Well, I'd just like to point out on what you said about Giacomo. I think Giacomo, had he went to Liverpool, would have been a great move. You mentioned the 4-4-2. I think he would have enabled the 4-4-2. Um, I think it would have worked very well. It may have been a more 4-2-2-2, if that makes sense. I don't think um, Salah and Mane would be conventional wingers in the 4-4-2. But yep, I think Wondra. that Firmin- Firmino and Giacomo would have been excellent together. I think also that... Um, the 4-3-3, simply playing Zheko would add like an- another dimension to Liverpool's front. But I don't know how it would work in terms of pressing. I haven't watched Zheko as much as I could have. I-, I just remember him in the colours of Manchester City and he was very good in the final. He was very good in the box. He's so clinical. Quite underrated yep. in terms of his goal scoring statistics. Um, I t- I remember the 13-14 <laughs> season when Aguero, Yayotore, Zheko and the Grado all scored over 20 goals. In all competitions it is and that was an excellent season for them. But to move on to Manchester United's strike department, I don't think United really need to make any signings in, in that case. I think that they have enough variation. As you mentioned yourself, Sanchez could play as a false nine. I don't mm-hmm. know if that would happen but I can. it's, it's a possibility. Martial has played up front um, before, either alone or in a two. Rashford is a natural striker and um, I think that in in the case of strikers there is enough in there is enough options. I think the in terms of Transfers United really need to focus on signing a midfielder and a right back. And perhaps a centre back. Some fans on, on Twitter have really mentioned the need to rid of Deadwood. Players that quote unquote shouldn't be at the club. And um, it's really essential for Mourinho to establish a consistent lineup, though obviously tactical variation is is great and in game changes within formation are also great, i.e. shown by Chelsea's, um, going off topic here, but Conte's 3-4-3 slash 4 one um, without the ball. I think it's really good to have tactical variation, but to, the mental formation that can be called upon every week, um, it goes against Mourinho's almost pragmatic nature, but to have a consistent formation that the players are used to, that the players suit, and that benefits Pogba, the the fulcrum of the team, and key players, Makaku, Sanchez, Martial, etc., etc., and signing a midfielder to benefit Pogba and Matic, um, whether it be a playmaker, including Jorginho, or whether it be a box-to-box, i.e. a player that I'd recommend, uh, Ndidi of Leicester, or Gay from Everton. I think that um, a midfield signing and a fullback is needed.
0: Yeah, those are all great points, man, Definitely plenty of merit behind them. I think, you know, just to close off the podcast really quickly, I think Mourinho's style of managing and the way that he he organizes his teams, it seems like he's an outlier in the game, which happens in most sports, I guess. Now, everyone has an idea of how to play the game in the right way, quote-unquote. And there'll be others who would probably try to think of ways to, to stop an opponent from playing a certain way. And, you know, that is sort of, maybe matching it back to the the chess like tactics of football and as a fan of the game personally it feels like you know the way that Mourinho sets up his team and 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 the playstyle is very anti football, it's parking the bus, yada yada. But as a fan of tactics of the game, you know, breaking down a set system, I think that takes its own set of tactics as well. So, you know, it seems like fair game from that point of view. So I, I yeah, I, I can definitely understand both sides of the coin. But, you know, it, it's really tough to find that, 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 that balance. And, you know, speaking of striking a balance, you've been brilliant on here. You've given us a pretty objective view of, of Manchester United. You know, you you pointed out some strengths, some weaknesses, and you even gave some, some points of view on the Liverpool squad. So definitely very, very good insight there. Any final words before we head off, Ryan?
1: I'm just hoping United play a full 3-3 soon on a consistent basis. That's all <laughs> I hope for. That's all I want. Um, but, uh, as long as in, in the summer, United sign a midfielder and I'm just hoping that, um, United can push city as far as possible. Um, best of luck to both sides. Liverpool and United for a major of the season. And, um, uh, just like to say thank you for having me on the podcast.
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, you've been great coming on to share your insight and then- your thoughts and, and, and things like that. Your know, definitely your tactical insight is really really appreciated and and definitely one of the more rare cases of of you know someone who's so you could say technically uh technically equipped with so many different ideas and and insights. So so great to have you on. And and I guess just as a way to to, to return the favor, maybe you would like to let the listeners know where to find you.
1: Uh, my Twitter at is Quintactics and my website is theconventionalplaymaker.wordpress.com.
0: To your listeners, just be sure to check out every Indexer's tweet. You know, you can find Ryan's Twitter on there and from there you can get all of his content. But do follow him. You know, I, I, I don't do, do this a lot, but do follow his Twitter. Definitely a bunch of great analysis on there. A lot of great thoughts, whether it's on United or other football clubs, including Liverpool as well. So you never know what you're going to get out of Ryan. So Ryan, once again, thank you so much for coming on.
1: Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. I appreciate no it. No
0: problem. Looking forward to have you on in the future as well. And to you listeners, thank Thanks. you so much for listening to this episode of the Envy Index Talking Tactics Podcast. I've been your host, Leroy and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network.